0: Welcome to Nerds of the Old Republic, the podcast where we drink and discuss nerdy fiction. Today we're outside at Sean's house. The bells still don't mean anything. The points don't mean anything, except for pride, which is, again, really all we have.
1: Yeah, the the bells do mean everything to me, so I just want to be on record with that.
0: I really am sorry for what I do to your self-worth every time I say the bells That's right, The,
1: the bells bring it right back.
0: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Do we have a
1: power up button on our fancy new studio equipment here? Yeah,
0: so we've got some new setup going on right now. Like I said, we're out at Sean's house. So if you uh, we're outside at Sean's house. So if you hear any um, background noises, or last time a fox was murdering its prey in the middle of a podcast while we were out here, uh, we figured it was pretty fitting for what we're reading tonight. Um, Sean is currently making us beverages out of a watermelon and some artisanal ice that he's got and some mint um i have one sitting next to me he, he told me to be the guinea pig but i'm gonna wait until at least mike has one so that oh he does have one all I right have one ready yeah we'll give this a go while he's, cheers cheers man oh man that's that refreshing is as hell
1: very refreshing is it yes sir is, is it does it need more alcohol I'm i think say, it's no, good i'm gonna say this tastes fine as is
0: yeah this yeah. is what i would want from a like refreshing beverage
1: Now you're the one who's not driving this evening, so you may want more alcohol. Yeah. Well, I heard somebody
2: uh, somebody brought some fine local beers for us to
1: enjoy. Oh, I can't wait to talk about those. Right down the ninety east. Mm Hmm. mm -hmm. Interesting fact about those beers: those were the first beers I ever got drunk on.
0: Hey, that seems right.
1: Not the exact ones that I brought today. This is yeah.
0: (laughs) Somehow, a couple decades ago, we distilled it. (laughs)
1: I'm sure the taste uh, ages well, however. I'm sure they uh, w- w- it would hold up well the longer you let it sit.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So now that Sean is able to rejoin us here, we are discussing selections from Stephen King's 2020 collection, If It Bleeds. And we want to encourage everyone to check out some of our more recent episodes, including our discussions of Marlon James's book, Moon Witch, Spider King, and the hilariously bad Nicolas Cage movie, Jiu-Jitsu. It's so bad. You know, it can't, we we had this discussion where it's like, how is this a Nicolas Cage movie because he's not the protagonist, but he's the the headliner because he's the person who has earned more than hundreds of dollars for his movie acting <laughs> prior to this. But
1: I do, I do want to especially encourage our listeners to listen to that episode because that might be the most fun we ever had Agreed. recording a podcast. Agreed. Up until this evening.
0: Of course. That, there you go. Yeah. So.
2: You want me to talk about what we're drinking out of?
0: That's exactly what I was going to go right. for now that you're back with us. What are we doing, man?
2: So um, I was recently in a wedding for uh, my sister-in-law and my new brother-in-law, David, and uh, they come from Australia. Good day,
0: mates. I see you on the downloads. <laughs> yes. Thank
2: you. And uh, they gave me a really interesting gift as a thank you, and it's a, uh, it's a, basically it's a
0: fruit tap,
2: and it's you use it for watermelons, gourds, things that you could... Insert a tap into, and then pour your beverage out of.
0: It's like that game, Can I Milk It?, but with alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) beverages.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Squash, things
2: like that. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I can put some some rum in a squash. Maybe we'll do this again in the fall with some Mm -hmm. fall-flavored pumpkin spice drinks or something. I I was was making a joke, but that actually
1: does not sound bad at all.
2: You just started a TikTok trend.
1: I'm I'm just going to go ahead and take credit for that. This was my good idea. (laughs) You can probably
2: see on our social media eventually when Mike posted a picture of the tapped watermelon. But uh, basically, I, I took the innards... I pureed them, strained them, uh, added vodka to it and lime juice, mixed it well, put it back into the watermelon husk uh, after it was tapped, and then uh, poured it over some fresh mint with a little garnish of lime and some ice
0: in a tumbler, and
1: tastes all right. Sean, it is I delightful. think so.
0: Yeah. It, yeah on a hot day yeah. i would come back to this for sure i'm um, actually headed out to
1: uh, a family event at a lake tomorrow and uh, i may just impress everybody there with my own little watermelon thing
2: yeah,
1: there
0: you go. oh okay i us taste that
2: a little dirt bike in the background
0: well you know <laughs> again we're outside as one does right when it's nice out let's yeah, get the hell outside we'll, and enjoy it
1: well tweet at us after the show uh, there'll be a little scavenger hunt what noises did you hear so far, we've had a dirt bike. I think that's it. <laughs> it
0: was a, there was <laughs> a yapping police dog. Sirens. Police sirens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they may not hear well, the sirens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into more of the show, though, I want to thank our growing community of listeners and followers on social media. Special thanks to the listening community at Good Pods. Oh, man. Uh, where We are continually ranking high among similar podcasts, the arts, the books, and the hobbies. Uh, that's That tends to be our um, channels there. Um, we were recently featured on... Um, PodBean too, the host of this uh, fantastic uh, web um, entertainment. Uh, they had us there on their home page with uh, three or four other podcasts and it gave us a, a good boost and brought them some new fans. So if you're new to the show and this is your first new episode, thank you so much for finding us on PodBeans. I tried to give a follow back to anybody who followed us on PodBeans, so uh, we see you. We'll see your stuff uh thanks as well to the listeners who have posted reviews on apple podcasts if you enjoy our show and the topics we discuss please consider rating and reviewing us it is really a big help and be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram i can't tell you the insanity that is mike's twitter game so like if you're not following us at nerds of old republic on twitter what are you doing with your life you're really making some poor life decisions here so get on that
2: at least we know that elon musk won't interfere with our twitter domination anymore I don't know, is that officially fallen through? I just saw that he um he's calling it off. He wormed oh. his way out of it.
0: The only thing I can say is that now he can continue to help manipulate our stock prices because he really is a big boon for our stock. <laughs> 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 but uh in all seriousness, don't forget to check out our blog too, more than just books on Podbean, and uh please rate and review us wherever Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on Samsung. And iHeartRadio. So if you're new listeners on Samsung or iHeartRadio, thanks. Thanks for finding us. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, we have today in front of us Stephen King. I would consider him possibly the OG kind of everyman writer, I think. Um, And so I was just wondering what your personal backgrounds were with Stephen King here.
1: Um, I have... Not an extensive background with Stephen King. I've read a few of the um, Dark Tower series, liked them fine. Uh, I read a more recent book by him. I think it was called either The Revival or The Revivalist or something like that. Um, And then I've seen a number of his works, obviously, made into movies, uh, including what I think is a very underrated, uh, you know, sort of dark psychological film called uh, secret window starring Johnny Depp, but it's not one that gets a lot of attention. And mm. I think it is an excellent, you know, just a tight, not uh, dark, uh, fantasy or dark psychological thing with a twist ending. That's based on a Stephen King. And I've seen a bunch of his other ones, the more famous ones. Uh, that's about it. I haven't read a ton of his stuff and I haven't read any of his so-called classics. Mm. Sean,
2: I have a bit more of an extensive, but I mean, for such a prolific author, I haven't read all of his stuff. I read some of his uh, Bachman books. Um, it was probably the classic that I read, and you know, good
0: for you because that is a tome.
2: Yeah, it's 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 great until the problematic ending, and uh, like any of King's works. And yeah. then I read the entire Dark, uh, Dark Tower series because I was captivated by it. Uh, and just various short story collections, things mm-hmm. like that. But um, I, I would say that I'm a fan of his work.
0: I kind of fall more towards Mike in this realm and that. Um, I don't actively, like, go out and find his new stuff. Uh, I'm aware of his, like, canonical things, like The Shining. I've seen The Shining. I've never read it. I've seen it. Both versions I've never read. There have been red balloons floating around my sewer grates in my neighborhood every (laughs) October because of the new movie. Um, You know, I have read more of his uh, other fiction, like, different seasons. I've read Green Mile. So, like, you know, those... Novellas, I guess. Cause when Stephen King writes short fiction, it's a novella, let's be honest. Oh yeah. So, uh, that's where I've come from. So when I came to, if it bleeds, I came pretty fresh to actually reading his stuff as opposed to like just being aware of it. So, um, this was good for me. I really enjoyed getting into it.
1: By the way, for those of you, uh, <laughs> participating in the, uh, scavenger hunt at home, that was an airplane that went overhead. You can update your scorecards.
0: There you go. You're, you're up to three sounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, If It Bleeds is a collection of, I jokingly say short stories, because I just don't think Stephen King writes anything briefly. Brevity is not his middle name, but that's all right. <laughs> uh. um, so I guess maybe we could start with Mr. Harrigan's phone, because in the text itself, that was the first one we all said we would pick up on. Uh, it reminded me a lot of stories of Monkey's Paw, where like, you get something in exchange for something else, Um you know, they have a supernatural object that has some sort of, like, bargain with it in a way. Do you think King added anything new to that archetypal story? Well, an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> he made it 2007.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it's interesting because he's got some of that generational stuff going on, too, with, like, the old man and the phone and mm-hmm. just, uh, I mean, but it's got that timeless bullying sort of understory. Oh,
0: al- I feel like he always does that when yeah. I read a short
2: story. Yeah, he definitely has some things he's working through still, even in his old age, but
0: um, yeah, I, I think it, you know, it,
2: it's not derivative, but it's not super fresh either. It's my take.
1: Yeah. I, I have a similar take. I was underwhelmed by this story, which isn't to say I didn't like it. I liked it fine, but I, I didn't. Yeah. I think one of Stephen King's strengths, uh, is creating these sort of iconic stories with iconic characters and iconic monsters in it. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't see that here. I, I felt that this was just a story. Were you just whelmed? I was whelmed. whelmed. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I, was, I was evenly whelmed.
0: I felt the same way. You know, <laughs> this, like.
1: This, this story was a par.
0: <laughs> there you go. A par on like a par three course that's yeah. only got nine holes. It was <laughs> yeah. like, no offense, Stephen, Mr. King, but. <laughs> don't call me Stephen. Please. Don't call, yeah, exactly. Don't call me Stephen, uh, Mr. Dr. King, Um <laughs> I felt the same way, you know, because he's known for taking common fears and adding some sort of, like, extra twist that you just don't see coming. And I was waiting, you know, you know, Harrigan's in the ground, and we're still hearing him. We're still, like, talking to him. And, like, I'm expecting some sort of, like, more torture for the protagonist who, like, benefits from his relationship with this old man or something. Like, a, a relative from Harrigan's family to come through and start, like, insulting the boy coming through and attacking him. But like the falling action took forever and there was no reason for that much falling action.
2: The phone calls though were creepy. Sure. I mean, like he does succeed in making the atmosphere work and you're just kind of like, Oh, don't answer that phone kid. You know, it's like he does. And it's just, you know, you're sitting there going, like got the heebie jeebies while you're reading it. But yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of that stuff was a nice touch. I mean, the whole thing about like, uh, the the specific words of the voicemail message um you know were something that had me thinking the whole time cuz he was like I'll call you back if it seems appropriate yeah. you know so i kept waiting like is he going to call him back one of these times like that seemed like that's what that was you know chekhov's gunning yeah. so to speak true yeah but um you know but i don't, he never did he never called yeah. him back but he, he texted him back and um you know it was like you said it was it, it was not you kept waiting for like the twist. Like where, where's he going with this? That we're going to be like, Oh, that's, that's what he had in mind. And it never happened. He just, he texted him a bunch of times. Uh, a bunch of people died horrifically. And then, (laughs)
0: then the story ended. (laughs) Yep. Someone's hair went gray, right?
1: Yeah. Right. He, I think it went gray first and then he died. Um, was that the one that was, like, he hung himself in the closet? Was that the school bully? The
0: audio, auto-erotic asphyxiation yes, that dude? Was, that was, like, oh, the yeah. rumor. Yeah. That's all what he added to the monkey paw story. He added, he added some early 20s king. There you go.
2: All I could think of was David Carradine.
0: Oh, or David oh Carradine. he was in one of my favorite movies of all time, just as an Kill film. Bill? No, actually, not Kill Bill, although I love Kill Bill. But this is, like, a campy B-movie zombie film where he's, like, the asian mystic like of generic <laughs> background and he he has his like dead son's soul trapped in a box and these drunk partiers come through and stay at his B&B and knock over the box and releases dead son's soul who then turns everyone in the town into zombies but the narrator of the story is a our, um like a hillbilly rockabilly musician who like will narrate stories
1: was and, the Cage involved in this at all? No, he should have been. <laughs> this song is actually my piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: This actually sounds uh, very interesting to me. I'd be interested if we, you can
0: remember the title of this. Movie. Oh, it's called Dead and Breakfast. Oh the problem you is, mentioned it. The you problem mentioned is it. they don't sell it anymore. Okay. And I'm so pissed that it got pulled from Apple Music servers. I or Apple movie servers. I bought it. And then they're like, "Sorry, we don't have the rights to give that to you anymore, oh, so it's gone. Like my twenty bucks is gone."
2: Adam, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, when you mentioned that when well, I think that was during the um, the original, the OG cast. World yeah, it was one of the, yeah, War it was Z. World Z. War Z
0: because it was a zo- it's a zombie film.
2: I never got the pun mm-hmm. between bed and breakfast and dead and breakfast. Yeah. Ra- I just thought like dead and breakfast. That's some kind of like waiting for Godot sort of like Irish <laughs> theater thing. I was yeah. Like, no,
0: yeah, no, no, I'm it's just an idiot. <laughs> no, no, no. I never set it up well. And I had like two meaty bloody Marys in, and I just wasn't able to talk about it. But unfortunately, I think this speaks to our feelings of Mr. Harrigan's phone when we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested movies. in
1: talking about David Carradine movies. Oh, uh, God damn it. Yeah. The, the Superman monologue oh. in Kill Bill Two is one of the yeah. finest things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, huh. yeah. Yep. I guess we can switch then, huh? You want to talk to the, talk about the title story then, if it bleeds? Sure, sure. So, all right. So, uh, if it bleeds has elements that are horror and what I would consider kind of like classic King, right? There's this, there's this unknown supernatural mythological figure. I might even say Lovecraftian thing from beyond that has existed for a while. Uh, How do you think this ranks or fits into his library of other supernatural stories?
2: I think this is one that actually has connections to another book. you did. Yes. Uh,
1: Several other, I believe the,
0: protagonist keeps talking about the other outsider and that kind of links her to this character who starts by bombing a uh, elementary school. Wasn't there, uh, I know it was, I know it was bad timing for, Uh, I know this is like evergreen, whenever you see it, but this was, we were reading this when both the Buffalo shooting happened and then the Uvalde shooting happened as well. I finished the book like the day after it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that I want to say right now about that but it's it's off topic yeah it's not really the time or the place no, but, um, but we were saying how it has connections to other novels that he's written
2: yeah if I'm not mistaken I think something to do with The Dark Tower also because I think okay. ostensibly all of his works tie into Roland's quest there and all of that but
1: and, well and I read the, it's either a book or a trilogy called Mr. Mercedes or something
2: yeah. like that
1: I think is because is, she constantly references a previous case and they trapped this thing in a cave or something and yeah. I think that may be the premise of that book. No, yeah, oh, okay.
2: Cool thing is I've never read that and this the story does stand alone pretty well as a just a self-contained thing and you don't have to know all the mythos to get into it and I I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was an interesting yeah. an interesting thing. It was like an X-Files episode to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it felt x y Very much. I'm like like waiting for
2: Mulder and Scully to show up the whole time. I'm like, well, they're not coming. <laughs> no.
0: That's her that's her um Friend who's on vacation with his family out of town, that would have been (laughs) Mulder.
1: Well, I hated this story. Uh, (laughs) Mike is
0: finally the hater. It's about time.
1: No, I I found this story uh, to be painful um, to uh, an extent that it's difficult for me to actually describe. And I rarely, if you're new to the show, man. I rarely feel this way. I, I you usually... come in on a banner day. <laughs> uh, but Lay it down, I, man. Lay it I mean, down. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you how much I hated it. Uh, <laughs> I um, I actually, I read about 110 pages of it or so. It's about, what, 180, 190 pages, right? Yeah. So I read uh, 60, 65% of it, and I put this thing down and let it sit for a day, and then I made the conscious decision not to give it another moment of my life.
0: Oh my gosh, Why? you pulled a city we became, I, became on it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean this was not a matter of like not budgeting my time well. This wasn't like not carrying my my weight for the podcast. <laughs> this do. Uh, this was a conscious <laughs> decision to uh, withhold <clears throat> my attention from this story. I I love choosing
0: to live your best life every by page. Fed, it was, it was
1: painful to me. And I stuck with it as long as I could, and then I, I just felt that I had to make a moral choice and take a stand can, and open it no further. Can you give us some, like,
0: example of why it was so painful? Yeah, I
1: can give you many examples. He just
0: unrolled a furl of parchment, <laughs> and it just, like, hit the ground when he was standing. Uh,
1: yeah, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with what the one that I think is, is the least significant, uh, because I don't think anybody comes to King for this. But King's prose is awful.
0: Uh, I, he is a You're terrible... You're saying the quiet part out loud, yeah, I feel, actually. Just no a, offense, Dr. Stephen he's King. He's a terrible,
1: <laughs> terrible writer. Now, he is a master architect of narrative. He is a profoundly great good. storyteller, and those are two different skills. So to be mm-hmm. clear, when I say he's a terrible writer, I mean the prose, just the words. I, I feel There's like... no like Fitzgerald, he, he, Oh, especially the dialogue
0: in this one. Oh, yeah, oh, I just
1: feel that everything I've read by him, even the stuff that I've liked... The prose is what I cringe at. Um, so it's usually other things that rescue it for me. Um, and those things weren't here at all. The, uh, the stuff in the beginning was compelling. Um, it would have been whether recent events had happened or not, because that's yeah. just the world that we live in. And whenever you get those sort of personal stories, um, that that is always compelling because it's life and it's our life. Um, and I liked how he gave it that little character spin. I think it was a teacher or somebody. It was, he suddenly jumped ahead after the explosion and he was like, yeah. she would always spend the rest of her life asking herself if, yeah. you know, and I liked that. I yeah. Was on if board. she
0: would have seen the, this, that, or the, if, right. if she would have seen that his scanner didn't actually beep when he held it over the thing, exactly. it was the, um, like administrative assistant uh, or somebody okay. in the office.
1: So, so I was on board for the first, you know, whatever that was, yeah. eight pages, but after that
0: the introduction of the
1: protagonist like lost me i found the protagonist to be like tedious uh she doesn't have much of a personality she constantly frets over everything the peripheral characters around her i couldn't figure out like who they were supposed to be or why i should care uh then there was like these inexplicable little episodes along the way like they go to her i think it's her mom's house and like her uncle
0: and her uncle who has alzheimer's or dementia at
1: one point he stands up, and I am i think I'm quoting the text. that says, and then his pants fell down. And I'm like, am I reading yeah. The Three Stooges? Like, <laughs> what in the <laughs> fuck is this? And they don't seem to be important characters. You guys no. can tell me if they come back, but this all seems to be for no reason. The two
0: kids come back. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, then she goes on. It's like, okay, all right, now we're getting to the sleuthing part. Like, now we're getting yeah. to the detective arc. She's going to solve the case. All she does is contact, like... Her therapist and be like, hey, if you've heard of anyone else who's had this experience, can you let me know? And then he does let her know. (laughs) And then (laughs) we spend like fifty pages listening to the people who actually have solved the case. They're like, we've got these videos, let's watch them. We've got these pictures, like let's analyze them. I've got the
0: audiograms, and they they, match up exactly with Andowski.
1: Give her everything, (laughs) like they just spill it all out for her. And then I'm sitting there after all of that, I'm just like. Ah, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm like I have to, I have to separate myself from this awful story. Wow, I don't remember having that <laughs> visceral reaction to it, but.
0: Sean is shook because he's not used to being the guy who isn't strongly against what we're reading.
1: I'm, I'm filling Sean's role, I guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you want to say it, say it, Mike. Just <laughs> yeah, do just it. just get it. I have too much respect for Stephen King. Okay, I'm not, not going to drop the boom on well, Sean. Could, you could you. drop the boom on the story. Oh, All right, there, you there you go. All right, you could say so, it so, if it bleeds. Yeah, I couldn't stand the story. Fuck you if it bleeds. <laughs> 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 oh, there it is. Boosting that man's self-esteem
2: for saying how he feels. There we go. yeah right. I, uh, I, you know, it's been a little <coughs> bit since I read the story, but I don't remember. I remember. I feel the same way as you do about King. He is by no means a wordsmith of no. a high caliber. He's he's a working man's storyteller, which you is know? what I think he's always
0: set out right. to be.
2: And he's always ex- admitted that that he's yeah. just got a he's <laughs> yeah. prolific because he just cranks things out and yeah, he doesn't absolutely. agonize Writes over ten thousand the, words the a day prol- or
0: something silly like e- that. Exactly,
2: and you know it's. Um, I guess I just didn't feel that horrendously about it. But I remember I wasn't very like, wow, I'm thinking about this thing. Days later, it was like a Disney movie. No, it ended up in and out yeah. of the year, and I'm like, eh, it was yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I Maybe it's because I haven't read a ton of King that I just had higher expectations that weren't being met. I don't know. I, well, he definitely I,
0: has an aura around his name as an author. And I mean, he has,
1: like, I mean, even – even,
0: just because of like his influence on Hollywood
1: influence isn't the right word, but like the way he's permeated Hollywood and everything, we all know his stories and we all yeah. know his characters and he is so good at creating these. You know, but this is like a band like that puts out a, a dud album, I guess. You know, this yeah. this story just to me, I was like, these characters are tedious. This plot barely exists. I'm like, I just, I was so unimpressed with it. Maybe sure. that
2: speaks to King's later moments because we we chose this collection to kind of match up with the Joe Hill thing we're going to do next and try yeah. to look at a comparison between Stephen King now and his son now because they kind of collaborated on some of that stuff, and uh, maybe you know he's he just doesn't have it anymore.
0: You know? <laughs> I that's that's a you know how many stories can you write, and I'm not saying that like inspiration is finite, or that a writer's career spans a certain age or any of that. But I mean, one of the questions later on involves how much work has Stephen King done? Yeah, and like except for people who have ghost writers under their name, like Doctor Seuss and (laughs) James Patterson. I don't know of anybody who's written this number of books. Dean like Kuntz. it's asinine, Dean. Oh, Dean Koontz, yeah, yep. So we'll, we'll like, call those books. Sure, books. <laughs> sure, um, you know it's funny, Mike. As you were talking about the prose, what really stuck out to me now, and it like keeps sticking in my craw. Protagonist would keep using the word poop instead of shit. Oh, I'm I like, definitely. what the fuck? Just say <laughs> shit. You're an adult. You can oh, say it. This is his, and I mean you, Steven. He's trying to characterize
2: her somehow, I guess. Sure. He's it's trying annoying. to
0: infantilize her yeah. because she clearly is still struggling with like growing out of her mommy's shadow and stuff like that. But, oh, my God, that really – I forgot how much that bothered me.
2: You know, I guess we can turn this to maybe a larger King conversation a little yeah. bit. I just um, – I've always admired his world-building – and I think Stephen King is the kind of writer who has awesome ideas. He has that moment of inspiration of like, "Fuck, I should write this," mm-hmm. and he does it for a while, and then loses interest. And I, I, you can see it in almost everything I've read of his. The endings are always like he has no idea how the hell to end things. He's like George R. R. Martin in that regard. <laughs> <He> just can't. <laughs> but end at least them. he finishes.
1: Yeah, the book. Unlike George R. R. Martin, R. R. Martin he puts something together. Well, true,
2: yeah, yeah. and it always feels kind of like haphazard. Like, yeah. it's. It's like, what, 500 pages or whatever? Ridiculous. Old. It's, like it's like 1, pages. I don't. It's yeah, huge. it's huge. And I remember reading it and going like, okay, yeah, okay. This is cool. Oh, well, now what, a turtle tongue? What, what the fuck is this? Oh, there's a child orgy happening in the sewers. He's off. Something's not right here. And then it just ends. And you're like, She's what the
0: had a bad fuck
2: day. happened? You know, he even admits that he doesn't remember writing half that shit because he was so sauced during all of yeah. those, those moments. I think he just—I get you—he's—he's he's mercurial. Like he has these moments of like inspiration hits and it's incredible, and then it just falls apart. Yeah. But then he's got other stuff like like the Green Mile or like yeah. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption and all these things that are like, wow, those are brilliant stories. Solid start to finish. Good, yeah, yeah, and they're not. And the prose isn't even that complainable. It's 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 yeah. solid. Yeah. It's decent. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he, he throws so many darts at the board, eventually he's gonna hit a few that are really. Well, and good. and yeah. we haven't
1: even we have even named all of his great work. You just named a bunch and there's still and we so haven't many even talked others about. that yeah, we could yeah. and th- and that's my point. Like he creates these, like the only word for it is iconic. Like they're mm-hmm. now part of the pop culture. Yeah. They're stories and characters that just have so much resonance. But you know, I, I'm gonna fall back on this analogy again. I think it's like the band that, you know, had so many great albums, like so many Hit after hit after hit after hit, and then they just got to a point where they were like, eh, and then there was like the post sixties stuff, you know. Like <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's just. Are you referencing the Beatles. Oh, I meant 60s, like, in age. But, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Is this, like, the greatest hits tour? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. You know, that's honestly, like, how I felt about this story. I was, like, there was nothing memorable about it. There was nothing that stuck out to me about it. I, I could, Other than the main character, like, the other characters, I couldn't even keep them straight. Like, there's, mm. there's several, right? Like, there's several guys that she talks to. There are
0: three guys yeah. at work. Right. There's one, and then, I'm sorry, there's two guys at work, and then there's a third young man... And he and his sister end up coming while she's trying to kill the new outsider. The, the news
1: anchor guy. The news anchor By the guy. way, I, I did want to get on board. One of the reasons I even stuck with it as long as I did was because I did like pages. that. I mean, that gave new meaning to the idea of the ambulance chaser. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. This guy who, like, and I don't know what the final word on it is, obviously, because I'm a quitter. But yeah. – um, <laughs> <laughs> it's only the second book but but you've ever. You're quit a conscientious
2: quitter, Mike. But exactly,
1: exactly. I object that's on like, moral reasons. It's, it's like if you don't vote because you're lazy, you're a bad person. If you don't vote because you don't like your options, then that's your vote. That's still a form of voting. <laughs> but uh, where was I going with this? Oh, the ambulance chaser theme I liked a lot. The fact that mm-hmm. this creature may even be sparking the crimes that he's then covering. You know, to me, I was like, oh, that is a really cool theme. I wanted to like the story more for that reason. I just I couldn't get
0: there. Is it a good time for you to top up your guys' drinks? It indeed is because we are about you guys. You guys we're have- about to do this and then the lightning round. So we'll take a, a quick pause to get some new drinks here, some more lemonade, vodka, lime juice going on. Yeah, we'll do some fake ads, maybe, and yeah,
1: keep talking about like Stephen successful podcasts do.
0: I don't know that I want to talk <laughs> about Stephen King some more. I might, I might say, hey, find people at Road. We're trying out your class A servo biased. Apex Onboard Roadcaster Pro soundboard tonight. We're an up-and-coming co- podcast. We seem like nice fine gents. Would you like to sponsor us?
1: Maybe even send us one or two or three of these and we can thank you. do our spin-off podcasts. and
0: Actually, guys, oh, I have some don't. news to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Breaking up the band. <laughs> the
1: band's broken up. Oh, going solo. <laughs> well, this just became a, a, a a bender of an evening then because this is the last big bash.
0: Oh yeah. Well, slow down guys. We still have two more casts to record tonight. And I think Sean has two more watermelons
1: too, right? (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I will take a second while we're waiting for Sean to get back uh, on his uh, sound system over there so we can hear him. Thank you, sir. That uh, we have Joe Hill coming up after this, Stephen King's son, which I'm looking forward to talking about. And also, Ex Machina, the movie that's coming up, and then we're going to take a brief break for the summer, not too long. you know. We're going to come back in September with Neil Stevenson's Termination Shock. Holy shit, am I looking forward to that book, but holy shit, do I need that break to read that book? Or yeah. Neil
2: Stevenson. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, man, you know who has the second most downloads of our entire uh, podcast series? Neil it's, motherfucking Stevenson. It's the
2: most, isn't it? Yeah, oh, he yeah, has the most by far. Well, he yeah. mo- oh, he has the most. Oh, okay. He's got like 100. Thank you, and,
0: Dr. and Mr. Neil Stevenson. 100,000, I think.
2: I, uh, I have to also shout out Mike and his amazing charcuterie skills over here. Wow. He's crushing it. Maybe you're hearing me smacking my lips at some of this cheese well, and uh, meat that he's got. I'm,
1: I'm a man of contrasts. You know, there's the part of me that's like the hipster sophisticate, and then there's the part of me that's like the anti-establishment outlaw. So the hipster sophisticate brought all these various cheeses and garlic stuffed olives and mm, olives uh, some good uh, pepperoni, uh, sliced pepperoni, and um, and then the the anti establishment outlaw part of me brought. Uh, well, we might as you named our local beer before, so let's yeah. give a shout out to Jenny Lights, <laughs> Genesee Company. If you want to uh, get in on this. Uh, world-dominating success we're having with this podcast, I think you might be able to break out from the Western New York region. I think uh, so. You can leave Rochester.
0: (laughs) Um, I do hate to say this, and I say this in the kindest way. Jenny is a very hipster beer now. Oh, no. It's just like like PBR. So you are a complete circle, (laughs) my friend. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's very hipster. Just... PBR, Jenny, Jenny Cream it's all hipster oh, now. Oh, Mike damn just it. had his Darth Vader moment. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Jenny. Wow. So appreciated though, like honestly. Love I it. I go I go
1: back and forth with beer. I go through these long phases where I'm drinking very very fancy and expensive craft beers and then I then I rebel against myself and fall back on cheap shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was in rebel phase tonight, but you're telling me I'm I'm still the natural hipster is still coming out. It's just like damn fashion,
0: it. man. Like 30 years, everything comes back around. The yeah. 90s are cool again. Yeah, Jenny's cool again. PBR oh, is
2: out, geez. Jenny's in. Fuck, dude, I
0: I just bought stock in PBR. <laughs> there goes my retirement.
2: I'm looking at these garlic olives too, and I'm
0: like, I'm not an olive guy, but I might have they to have one. They were so fantastic. Good. All right, yeah. God damn it. While you're doing that, I'll give Mike a head start here because we're gonna do the lightning round. Oh, all right. Let's start it with Sean's mouthful. All right. So we have three questions here about Stephen King. If you've never listened in before, the lightning round is where I get to ask these questions where I get super nitpicky and give both the guys a hard time and they have to jam on a bell and answer in precise, exact reasons. Um, If you're keeping track... So far, I believe Sean is ahead in the season series, but only by one episode. He has taken the uh, the lead, so wow. Mike could storm back. Are you actually back. keeping track of this? Because I have no <laughs> or idea. Or are you just I am legit tension. keeping track <laughs> and <laughs> also keeping tension. <laughs> but it happens to work because we have two episodes left after this one, so oh, whoa, Mike okay. could take could you try it. A shut up, watch. <laughs> <laughs> that will, if you're keeping a score of sounds, by the way, that's five. Apple Watch. That's what that was. All right. Okay. So, question number one. We're gonna play this Price is Right style. Okay. So if you go over, you don't win. If you're under, and closer than the other person, you can win. Okay. How many novels has King written under his own name? Novels, not novellas. Novels. Uh, let me change that. How many books has Stephen King written with his name as the author? John, I'm gonna go with forty-two.
1: Mike? I'll be going with
0: 43. <laughs> the look that Sean just gave Mike. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's 64.
1: Yes! That's wow. it,
0: right? It was a one-question uh, Yeah, game, game over. <laughs> right. That many, huh? 64. Oh, damn. That's excluding the Bachman books. Yeah. <laughs> so, excuse me for a hey, second. Hey, Mike. Inhale the. Fuck you. <laughs> yep, there you go. Inhale the bug there.
1: Hey, I mean, I'm not mm. going to be I'm not gonna be shamed for my strategy. I watched Price is mm-hmm. Right when I was a kid and I was homesick from school. Yeah. Really have for you Drew Perry Bob is not Ross. my
0: Price is Right. But.
1: <laughs> no, Yo, no, no. He
2: sucks. Bob Barker. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry, Bob Barker. Bob has
2: no personality at all on that show. No. no
1: Bob Barker no. was a great host he is, of that show. He is and, the and
0: Stephen and King of Price is Right hosts.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh! That we might go. have been a sad. I'm duel. just fishing. I don't know which one should was fishing the, for Should a we do the
2: sad trombone?
1: We got it. Like, go the ahead. Sad trombone. Should we do it? All right, yeah, guys, go ahead. We're, we're playing to with a new soundboard. Here. Here. here
2: we go. This is this is not us. This is something else.
0: I, there
2: you go. I can't wait to play with this. Uh, oh my gosh! In yeah. <laughs> this it, is. This if is you skip the
0: 22nd promo, that was from our road procaster uh, roadcaster pro soundboard. We're playing around with something new today. So, uh, changing the brand a bit. Question number two, this one's a deeper cut. What is Stephen King's book? The wolves of Kala infamous for.
1: I mean, uh, (laughs) I, it's a total guess because I, I, that's part of the dark tower series, right?
0: I believe so. No, I'll tell you what. I just Googled this one and it was on his site. The Wolves of Cala was listed on Stephen King's own site as being infamous for something under the FAQs. Is
2: It's not part of the main Dark Tower series, I know that. I don't think so. Maybe it is. What the uh, fuck? I read it a long time ago.
0: Stephen King wrote 64 books under his own name. <laughs> There's no way we've read all of them.
1: I'm going to withdraw my my uh, <clears throat> contention for I'm going to unding myself here because I have no idea. Is it because it
0: has a good ending? Oh! Oh! just Ooh, no. for sound. We got
1: an audience cheer for
0: that one, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no. So uh this one this one I probably went too far ham on this one. Mike, do you want to take a guess? What is the f- I'll give I'll give both of you another hint. What is the physical book infamous for? Not the story itself.
2: Oh. Uh,
1: oh, black paper with white ink. It is not infamous for that.
0: I was going to say most pages ever published, something like that. I believe that still goes to Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. But <laughs> um, actually, the printer tried black ink on soft cover paper and it would turn reader's hands black for days. They couldn't get it off. Oh. I was fucking close. You were real fucking close. I kind of want to give it to you, especially since Mike played you the way he did on that first question. I think you're the arbiter, and you have <laughs> the right to give it to You can
1: give him the point, all right. but I want to be clear that I didn't <laughs> play anybody. That's true. You I'm did not, not, I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. He, oh. oh, God. Oh, Take his dick oh, away from anybody that hits that way. sad oh, trombone. Oh, oh, trombone. Oh, wait, wait. I got oh, one for that one. Here we go. Here we go. Data crickets appreciate my joke. Damn, it's a long
2: one too. Jesus, is it still going? <laughs> it's still, still going. going. Right, tell me when it's
1: over. And now, <laughs> right. thank you, thank you, yes, thank yes. you. I'll be here all night. Tip your waitresses. Uh, crickets you, appreciate my joke. When
0: you give a when you give a boy a toy,
2: I wonder is this going to be ranked down there with jujitsu in the uh, pantheon of
0: our <laughs> jiu Jujitsu is slowly coming Is alive oh, okay. i mean it's it's Jiu-jitsu close to had some other one. the
1: second biggest opening week i think uh, just behind marlon james um Moon Moon Witch. Witch. Yeah, yeah it
0: did it did and then it kind of died it fell off a cliff but just like the movie did <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: all right i see you're so, sitting in my chair it's my i knew you'd find it comfortable <laughs> <laughs> well We'll call it tied because Sean is a poet in the sci fi sense. We're all just quoting jiu jitsu right now. Okay. I'm going to get that tattooed right, to so my this forehead. Big, got a big this question, is a two parter. Yeah. So, in theory, we could end in a tie, in which case you'll have to like, arm wrestle Fight or to some, the some shit. Okay. Fight to the all death. Right. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one fastest to ring and win uh, answers it. What was Stephen King's pen name? Richard Bachman. God, I don't even know who got that.
1: I was also going to say Richard Bachman.
0: Okay, we'll count you tied still. (laughs) Fuck. All right.
1: (laughs) Well, there's... Why? I
0: I couldn't tell. They rang like simultaneously. You were going to say Randy Bachman. You know you were. (laughs) Randy Bachman, Turner Overdrive. I I, I
1: I was going to say Dick Bachman. (laughs) There you go. All right.
0: Why did he use a pen name? Oh, I don't know that one. Because he was a high school
2: English teacher. And didn't want to be confused with his students or something? I don't know.
0: Mike, I'm going to give you a chance to answer in. Fuck. Um, that, that is incorrect according to Mr. Dr. Stephen King's website.
1: <laughs> Emeritus. Because Esquire, he was not pre- equipped to deal with the pressures of literary fame, which are, of course,
0: substantial. Immense. Yeah. Yes, so, wait,
2: I got a second so just in case she sure. didn't want to be associated with that batshit crazy uh, congressman or senator or whatever from Illinois or whatever that other Stephen King. There's is. another Stephen King from oh, Illinois. Oh, and he is—he is insane, um, crazy.
0: You guys are gonna have to arm wrestle. All right, according to doc- right. <laughs> according to Doctor Stephen <laughs> yeah. King Esquire on his website, he used the pen name Richard Bachman because he felt like the public would not accept an author publishing more than one book a year. Hmm. That is verbatim from his website. Interesting. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. That's really stupid. It, I'm just saying, this is what the man says. You I'm, have to move the
1: computer out of the way for the arm wrestling.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm, just it gonna, I'm just Should gonna. I'm just gonna say, Mike's, Mike's got this. Oh. Why, why, why,
1: why? I did nothing that you didn't do. I'm
2: I might have you on reach, but I think he's got me <laughs> on physical
0: strength. So <laughs> well, we're not boxing. But all right, so that is the end of our lightning round, gents. Why don't we just put a nail in this? Fucking coffin here. Right Mr. American's no. phone? <laughs> I'm a no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a no. Yeah.
1: I'm a no, but that's not a reflection on Stephen King. I, I want to keep making that point that he's a master architect of funny. writing stories, you know, that keep the page turning. Um, this just didn't do it for me.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say uh, if you're going to read Stephen King, don't read this one, but there are, wow, well, what is it? Adam, 60.
0: 63 other things 63 his name, or 62 in other
2: things plus other stuff I mean the, the man is prolific you'll find something you like he's I've read many of his things and come away enjoying it so yeah that's fair. Go.
0: I have enjoyed many of his other works I I think the well might be running dry kind of I agree. right but, yeah, Dr. but hey, Hester if, if
1: so right? he had a he had an all right career. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, just a little so. success. A little
0: up and down. Yeah, you know, 64 books, and then the Bachman books, and now his son, who he's working with, and then all the movies that keep getting rebooted, even though I heard Firestarter sucks.
2: hes shout-out, by the way, to his on-writing book. I love that. Word As, yeah, semi-autobiographical, like, how to write kind of thing. I mean, it's brilliant. Honestly, I really—I think it might be the best thing he's ever written. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. And there's a pretty big section still devoted to it on his website about the yeah. like, questions people ask. So yeah, get on writing for sure, for yeah. sure. All right. So now that you've heard us talk about King the Elder, grab a copy of Joe Hill's Full Throttle and get ready to discuss the younger King's work. That's right. We're keeping it in the family with reading King's son's work. We'll have a lot to talk about. I bet you will too. Remember to hit us up on the socials. We're at Nerds of Old Republic. And we would love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend, or 50. Unless you've only got, unless we're your only friends, and then consider going back and listening to the other episodes you missed, because you're going to miss us while we're gone for a little bit during the summer.
2: Yeah, re-listen to them over and over again. Mm -hmm. We're like the friend that will put you to sleep. Just just put your podcast thing on while you sleep and just have it play repeatedly throughout the night, over and over again.
0: I believe this is exactly what they meant when sweet dreams are made of these.
1: And we're being completely altruistic as we say these yeah. things. We do a mind to
0: disagree. Yeah. We are friends though, right? Oh, we're, st- oh, we're still quoting that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all seriousness, grab that Full Throttle by uh, Joe Hill. Love to see what you think about it. And uh, so you can hit us up on the socials as you read it too. We'd love to catch up with you there. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.